We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is December 31st. It's 2019, and we have seven basketball games that are being played today. Uh, we have a couple games slate early, a sh- uh, midday game, and then a four-game main slate. We're going to break them all down. So Grant and I talked, and you know, we decided to just go ahead and break all these games down. New Year's Eve, last podcast of 2019, last podcast of this decade. So, um, Jennifer, how are you doing, my friend? Well, you know, it's the end of football season, and it seems to be the same thing throughout the course of my life. At the end of football season, my body shuts down. When I was at Cadden, at the end of busy season, body shut down. During college, finals, body shut down. So, I'm at that time of the year where it shuts down, but at least I can sleep for 12 hours tonight. So, not everything's bad. Yeah, not everything's bad indeed. So if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, fantasydraft.com, rake-free DFS. Uh, love what they're doing over there. Again, if you do the $6 membership, you could pay for your, your membership within, you know, the first $100 you play. So they have a big pick-and-roll contest up for today's slate. Um, 12 entry max for this tournament. So love what they're doing over there. Not only is it rake-free – 12 entry max so you know you can throw a couple teams into that and you always have a chance so love what they're doing over there and then they have their $75,000 Hooters main event for Saturday and Sunday contest um you know love what they're doing with that stuff too so if you haven't checked out fantasy draft make sure you head on over there check them out it's fantasydraft.com so let's start here with this like uh two game kind of slates um We'll start here with uh, Philly at Indiana, 211 total. Uh, Philly's favored by one in this game. Thibault's still out, and Sumner is questionable. Brogdon's probable. Uh, what are we looking at here on Philly? Two-game slate. Phil- yeah, two-game slate. So you're probably going to have to do some weird things. I'm trying to figure out where to go with I mean, there's obviously Embiid, who has massive upside in every given slate, and he's one of the top pay-up options on this entire slate here. But – He's just fine. Like, this isn't a great matchup. It's going to be a slow-paced matchup, probably a low-scoring game with two good defensive teams here. 
So Embiid and Simmons, just because what Simmons has been doing lately and Embiid has been doing pretty much all season long, are both good plays. After that, I'm trying to figure out where to go with things. I generally don't like playing Horford because I don't see a huge amount of upside, and he really hasn't been doing a whole lot recently. But he's a guy that's in play for tournaments on the slate just because there's only two games. Um, Harris is fine. Again, he's probably priced about where he should be, but you're going to have to find something somewhere. I think maybe with uh, Corkmount, like even with everyone healthy, this is a two-game slate, and there's really – like you have to dig deep. I don't love him, but he's a guy at 3,600 where he could potentially go. Like I'm just not seeing a whole lot from this game. It's more on the next game, I think, is probably the better, cheaper guys to go with. Yeah, obviously it's a two-game slate. You you know you're taking some shots here. Um, I'd almost rather them do these with showdown slates and just play single game because I would just play the Boston, Chicago, or Charlotte game. So, um, as as far as Philly goes, you know you talked about Embiid. I could see more of a balance build kind of working out where you use like a Tobias Harris um, type play. Don't mind him if you go that route um, where you're not just paying up for really anybody on that slate and just going balanced. Um, I don't mind Horford, like you said, 5,700, four-game slate. Um, outside of that, you know, like you mentioned, Korkmaz, um, he's he's a tournament flyer. Trey Burke's a tournament flyer. Uh, let's go over to the Pacers side of things. Um, you know, Brogdon expected back. I think Sabonis and Brogdon are both really strong plays here. 7,800 and 6,900. If this game stays close, this game's in Indiana. I think they're both phenomenal plays. Yeah, no, their price tags are probably a bit too low, even in a tough matchup here. Sabonis, pretty safe at third for 40, got a chance at 50. Like, even in a tough matchup, 7,800 is way too cheap of a price tag, and Brogdon offers you a whole bunch of upside. At 6,900 here, every play is a full complement of minutes, which I'm expecting to, even though he's been out for about eight days. He has a real shot at 40, 45. Like, again, not a great matchup. It's going to be tough, but there's a two-game slate. That's pretty much what you're stuck with. Outside of them, I think there's a good place to take a shot on TJ Warren. Um, I know that he may end up just doing nothing. But guy's going to come in at very, very low ownership. We know that he can occasionally put up a massive upside game here. Nothing really in the numbers to say that he's a good play here. It's just strictly because it's a two-game slate and he's going to go very under-owned. With Brogdon back, no real interest in Holiday, no real interest in McConnell. Maybe Trey Turner gets a little bit extra run here with Embiid and all the size over on Philly. So him at 5,300, not a terrible idea. We know they have some upside when he actually gets the minutes. May end up crushing your lineup entirely, but there's probably 20 guys on the slate that people are going to play that can end up crushing your lineup. So those are the guys that I'm really looking at. Probably not taking a shot on Lamb. I just don't think this is the right spot here. Unless you think I'm wrong, I just I, – I don't really have any interest in playing him. The only thing, like, I would do with Lamb is put him and TJ Warren in a group together and make sure that I don't play both of them. Um, I yep. think they kind of limit each other's upside. So I think I could see one of those guys having a good game. I'm with you. I, I probably lean more TJ Warren than I do Jeremy Lamb, but – Again, we don't have a ton of value, so I think that you know taking a shot on Jeremy Lamb at 4,700, if he shoots the ball well, like he could obviously pay off that price tag. You don't like the T.J. McConnell like revenge? <laughs> uh, I mean, if there's he's a... only going to play like 18 minutes, so uh, I'm laughing because he would have to do a lot in 18 minutes. Yeah, but still two games slate. I guess if that if it, if you're thinking about that, I mean, honestly, there's not really too many wrong calls on the slate just because of the size but like yeah and i know you find it funny but i guess there's a chance on the slate where he could end up paying off 
TJ McConnell's the the slate breaker. <laughs> I would I would just laugh and then yeah, I wouldn't even be disappointed. I'm like, I get it's revenge. I'm still probably not going there. <laughs> yep. Right. I hear you All there. Right. I'm telling you. Boston has Charlotte 208 and a half total. Boston fair by six and a half. Jalen Brown is out. Everybody else is good to go for both teams. Uh let's start here with Boston. No, no Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart's 5K. Like, t- talk me off of playing Marcus Smart here. I can't, except for the fact that it's Marcus Smart. Um, the, that's, that's the only reason, right? <laughs> yeah, the only reason not to play him is because he's Marcus Smart. Um, I'll probably end up playing him, and I'll probably hate myself when it busts terribly. But with Brown out, like, all the price tags of these guys are a bit too low here. Tatum at AK, he's probably the one guy that's priced about where he should be. But Hayward at 6'4", Kemba at 7'4". Even Cantor, like going up against Charlotte, I don't think they're really going to need Tice as much as they normally do. And Cantor, without Brown in there, maybe they bring him in a little bit extra for a bit more scoring opportunities here. So, honestly, like Tatum, Kemba, Hayward, and Cantor are probably all better plays than anyone over on Philly and probably about as good of plays as Brogdon and Sabonis on the slate here. Smart, he's smart. He's, well, he's Marcus Smart. I don't know how smart he actually is. But he's a guy, like, he's probably going to be heavily owned. I'm fully fine with fading him, but just based on the minutes because of the brownout and because of the uptick in usage, a guy that's going to be chalking, it's probably always a bad idea to play Marcus Smart chalk. Going to the other side, I think a lot of people will play Terry Rozier here in Revenge City. Um, He's been terrible against Boston this season in two matchups already. I don't mind him here at 6,300, but Grant, you already knew who I like. Like, all the Devontae Graham here. I'm right there with you. The dude's been crushing it recently, and he got a price downtick in this game, 42 and 48 in the last two games. He's priced at 7-6. He's a guy with massive upside on any given slate here. I know it's not easy magic going up against Boston, but Graham's absolutely the player from the Charlotte side. Outside of him, like Rozier, yes, there's revenge. You can go ahead and do that if you want. I probably will have some shares of him, but I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play him, even though he has been playing high 30s minutes recently. Still a guy that if he's going to be really chalky, it's a little bit tough for me. The price tag's good enough. Everything's – the narrative's good enough, but I'm assuming that he's going to be overly owned. So, not horribly interested in him. Outside of them, like, I probably don't want to play Zeller or Biombo. I just don't trust either of them, even on a two-game slate, although they could go for big upside. Maybe Malik Monk at 3,900. Maybe he gets a little bit extra run here. Anything could happen. It's a two-game slate. Probably not going with Bridges. Like, do you have any interest in Bridges? Not really. I think I'd take a shot on Biombo first. Just because Biombo's minutes have actually been okay. And, like, he just played 27 minutes against Boston, what, nine days ago? And put up 28 fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm just not terribly happy about rostering Biombo, but decent chance I end up sleeping through the slate. Oh, wait, yeah, no, like never Brid- mind. Bridges, Bridges is worth a shot in tournaments, too. Like, you know, at 4,500, it's, it's a two-game slate. You're, you're taking some shots here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the only real reason. It's a two game slate. Yeah. That's, that is the only reason. So, um, showdown slate. We got the Clippers and the Kings. 221 total here. Clippers favored by seven. Pat Bev is out and um, Marvin Bagley is out, which, you know, makes this a, a little interesting. 
Um, let's start here. Obviously, we'll start with the Clippers on the road. You know, when we're looking at pricing for this showdown slate, Kawhi, Paul George, obviously the two highest priced guys. Um, anything standing out to you for the Clippers? I mean, I like to play uh, Kawhi over Paul George. I mean, it's not that much more expensive. I think he offers you a little bit more upside. But it's the same thing with these guys always. Like, either one of them could end up going off. I'm not sure if this is a Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell game, but it's a showdown slate. So both those guys are in play, like, from the Clippers side, pretty much everyone there. Just not really a whole lot of people that are really standing off the page. I'll wait to see what happens with the starting lineup here. But, like, I don't know. Is anyone standing out to you? Like, I, I prefer the Sacramento side a lot more. See, I like Lou Williams a lot because I I could see him potentially starting here with Pat Bev yeah. out. So, like, <laughs> if that's the case, um, I, I like Lou. If you think this game could stay close, I think he's a guy that could easily crush value. Like, I'm considering, like, Captain Lou Williams here. Like, I think he's that underpriced if this game stays close. So, Harrell's underpriced, too, um, for a showdown slate. He hasn't been great recently. But the shot attempts haven't been down, like double-digit shot attempts in, you know, seven straight games, nine out of the last ten. So, like, I'm perfectly fine taking Harrell here, too. He's just not been getting, like, double-doubles and stuff like that. It's just – he's a guy that could easily crush here as well. So, uh, I don't mind Harrell. I don't mind Lou. Kawhi and George are fine. Outside of that, probably not playing any of these other guys, though. Like, if one of these bench guys crush, I'll probably definitely lose here. Like, maybe Terrence Mann – for a showdown slate who's really really cheap yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm not really a huge showdown slate guy for basketball but this game is just seems extra bad yeah like if you're playing the showdown slate like moharkless those guys like if you need those value guys because you're wanting to play fox and you want to play these guys on the other side of this game like let's talk kings here what do you like here for the kings I mean, with Fox coming back, I really like him. I know that – or with Fox back, I really like him. I know that he is a little bit injury-prone, but we're not really worried about that, especially on a showdown slate here. I feel like the upside is absolutely massive, as it always is, and he's only priced at 8K, which seems way too darn cheap. I'd prefer him to both Kawhi and to Paul George here on the slate, and he's probably one of my favorite plays on this entire game. Bagley out, like Bielita, Holmes, could end up seeing a little bit more run here. Both of them are priced about – well, Holmes is priced a little bit too cheap. Bielitz is probably priced at where he should be. And then really like Bogdanovich here. Um, I think he's got massive upside. Like, he's priced at too cheap at 6800 Those are the guys I'm going with, and I'm just having trouble trying to figure out almost anyone else in this spot here. I mean, Harry Giles? Giles? He's sitting there at 3K if you want to spend up for a lot of guys. He gives you the ability to do that. And Bagley out, like he got 17 minutes in the last game. Could see not a ton of minutes, but seeing it 3K in this game may not be the worst idea in the world. Let's roll the dice and take a shot. I love it. Um, I'm always down with that. So, all right, let's get on to this main slate that we got going on over here. Four games, massive slate here. Um, I, I highly doubt a lot of people end up playing this slate because it is New Year's Eve. But, um, hey, we're here doing what we I do mean, every day. You've got to do something while you wait for the ball to drop. Let's be honest. New Year's Eve from the hours of 7 to 10 really is not that exciting. And then once it's midnight, it's realized you're just a 
get entirely disappointed. And you're an old person and you're going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I still out? I just want to go to bed. Cleveland at Toronto. No total in this one. Marcus All is out. Powell is out. Siakam is out. Don't know why there's no total on this one, but there's not. Um, let's start here with Cleveland. Anything standing out to you for Cleveland? I mean, Kevin Love's been on a tear recently and going up against Toronto. It's a good rebounding matchup here. It's a decent pace matchup. 7-5 seems a little bit too cheap. I really like Kevin Love and think he crushes in the spot. He's at over 40 and four straight. think we see another one here with a shot at 50. So Love is probably my favorite guy from the Cleveland side here. Outside of him, you can always take a shot on Thompson. Obviously, he hasn't been doing a ton recently, but the minutes have been there for the most part. It's a good rebounding matchup, especially with all the injuries. So Thompson's in place. Sexton, Clarkson there. He's been getting some extra run. He's been in the low to mid-30s every single game. He's priced at 5'8", which is about a little bit too low here. And I think that he's a guy that you can definitely end up playing. But outside of them, I'm not really going with anyone. There's a lot of potential value in other games. Yeah, like, you know, Della Dova played a few extra few, few minutes the other night. They're, they're not really filling the Clarkson role. Exum played like 16 minutes. Um, Kevin Porter has been playing some really solid minutes. That's something to kind of watch. Um, but I'm with you. Sexton still getting that usage. He they, they still run him with like a weird rotation where – he checks back in like with like three or four minutes to go in the first quarter and like gets run with that second unit. So um, I don't mind him. I love the usage for Sexton. I talk about it all the time. So um, I don't mind him in this spot. You know, Garland and Sexton have kind of been starting together. They kind of hurt each other. But Kevin Love, main target here. Um, don't mind Tristan Thompson. Porter played 30 minutes, I think, the other night, and Nance played 30 minutes. Because didn't Kevin Love sit the other night? Maybe. Pretty sure he sat with, like, a hip injury against Minnesota the other night. Um, but he might be I think right it's now. more if he just didn't want to play against Minnesota. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, Sexton, Kevin Love, Thompson. Um, I, don't, I don't think I trust the minutes on anybody else, really. Um, and on the Toronto side of things, like – Lowry and Van Vliet are really expensive on this slate. Um, it's hard to consider those guys over some of these other guys we're about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it all depends on the injuries um, and the other games who ends up playing here and what value ends up opening up. But yeah, they're probably priced about where they should be. Ibaka is probably priced about where he should be, maybe a little bit too high. So not a ton of interest here on Toronto, maybe going up against Cleveland. Um, Boucher ends up getting a little bit more run here. I know it kind of comes at sporadic random times just when the second unit's actually doing well. But on a four-game slate, 4,800, he definitely has some upside there if they decide to give him some extra run. Um, outside of that, not really a whole lot of guys that are terribly interesting. He has scored touchdown there, Piron. Um, yeah, sorry, Gator game's on. Such a weird start time for them. But Oh, gosh, I didn't even – I forgot it's college football season. I, know, I don't understand why college, like Virginia and Florida are playing against each other, but either way, um, Serge Ibaka's price is high too. You know, I, I just I struggle with who to play here from Toronto. Like Terrence Davis, if this game doesn't stay close, maybe he gets you know really good run minutes wise. Rodney Hollis Jefferson randomly played like hardly any minutes the other night. Um, I know he he got in foul trouble a lot, so I don't know if it was because of that, but 
Yeah, Toronto's a tough team for me on this slate. Um, I might end up playing more Toronto guys as I get going here, but, like, they're not, like, a main target for me um, as much as I had initially thought they were going to be. Yeah. Uh, Golden State at San Antonio, 220 total. San Antonio in favor by nine in this game. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is doubtful. Looney is out and Russell is out. Um, let's start here with Golden State. You know, obviously Russell being out, Willie Cauley-Stein being out. You First, you worry about this game staying close. And second, you're like, oh, man, there's a ton of usage to go around. Yeah, I mean, trying to figure out who's – Lee's been on an absolute tear recently. Um, so he's probably going to be one of the guys that ends up – Leading them in usage here. Burks, I feel like, is a fantastic player. He has not been good recently. I'm guessing he ends up getting to the starting unit. And while it's not really generally a good thing for his usage, without Russell in there, he's going to be getting it here. Draymond, 6,100. Absolutely in play, but not a guy that I'm probably going to end up going with. Maybe with Willie Cauley-Stein out, can we play Marquise Chris? I don't want to. I absolutely don't want to. I just worry, like, is Pasco going to get the minutes? But he's been dealing with, like, a hip injury. Yeah, I don't – okay, he is probably – it's not questionable. It might be, Will. It might be um, Chris. Yeah, and plus the chance of a blowout here. I don't know. I mean, either one of them probably offers you a decent amount of value. And then, like, Glenn Robinson, he's fine. He's not great. Gets a little bit of uptick in usage, probably gets a little bit of uptick in minutes. But not really someone that I'm overly targeting. Like, who am I missing? Damian Lee. I hate I, the price I tag. Him at, I mentioned him at the beginning. Okay, yeah. Um, like, I hate the price, but he's probably my favorite player from Golden State. I, I think Kai Bowman is a guy we're going to have to look at here. Um, with Russell out, he's 3,100. Assuming that he plays, he missed practice on Monday with an illness. But, like, this is the perfect opportunity. Like, you got to suck it up about the rookie, and you got to play in this game. He could play 30 minutes in this game and crush at 3,100. Crush at 3,100. So, um, crush? He, would, he will at crush. <laughs> um, Spellman might play some minutes. Like, the bigs are just so tough to figure out. Like, yeah. you know, like Draymond randomly plays less minutes sometimes. So, you know, for me, it's, it's Lee. It's, it's Glenn Robinson. It's Kai Bowman. It's Burks. I just the Burks Burks has just been his minutes have been all over the place because Kai Bowman. But if Burks starts here and Bowman is on the second unit, Burks will get 30 minutes and he could crush in this spot. His price has come back down, so don't mind taking a shot on him. But really, like my favorite play on this slate is Lamarcus Aldridge. They don't have anybody to match with Lamarcus Aldridge in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've just been on a tear. They haven't given him a price up increase here. Like Elmay's. I, someone I hate playing, but this is this is an absolutely smash spot here for him. Um, him and DeRozan. Like, I hate playing DeRozan too, but, like, this spot is amazing for him. Yeah. It's pretty much those two guys. I mean, you can take a shot on Murray. You can always have an upside game, um, even playing 28 minutes. But I worry about this game being a blowout a little bit, so I don't know if I'd end up going with Murray because there's a decent chance to just sit him in the fourth. Which there's a decent chance to sit everyone in the fourth, but – like, it's LMA and it's DeRozan for me. I'd rather go with some other guys in this game a lot of it, or other games, but a lot of it depends on injury news. Yeah, the only other guy that I think you could take a shot on here in tournaments is Trey Lyles. Um, Four-game slate. You know, he's going to play 20 to 25 minutes. And 20 to 25 minutes against Golden State, you could have ceiling games. So, 
And just just wanted to throw the name out there. Uh, Denver at Houston, no total in this one. Millsap is out, but really, honestly, we're waiting on Capella is questionable. James Harden is questionable. Gerald Green is still out. Um, Eric Gordon is back. You know, he played 22 minutes the other night, um, so he's back. Let's um, let's start here with Denver. What are we looking at here for Denver? I mean, I worry about this game staying close. It's currently pegged at one-point spread, so maybe maybe uh, they're expecting guys to play, but it all depends on if Harden and Capella play. If not, then I'd be a little bit less apt to play guys, but it's still a great matchup, obviously, a great pace matchup here, and Joker – has been on an absolute tear recently. He's sitting there at 9-3, which seems a little bit too cheap. And I don't entirely understand it after what he's done for almost every single game. Um, Joker, absolutely in play at 9,300. Murray in an up-paced matchup here. Can crush against Houston. Barton is in play. Like, everyone's kind of in play with Joker being the best play, but they're all blowout concerns. So there's not really much else to say. Like, if you don't think this game blows out or if you want to – if you're playing Westbrook on the other side, if Harden and Capella don't play, then it's not a bad idea to load up on Denver players. I think Jeremiah Grant is probably one of the better value plays on the slate. Paul Millsap already ruled out. Grant probably going to play 30-plus minutes in this game. He's 4,600 going up against Houston. Um, I like the spot for him a lot. Um, Porter might play a few extra minutes here. I hate the fact that his price went up so fast. Um, but he's yeah. another guy that, that could easily, if you, if you find him on like Yahoo and min salary or FanDuel, they're a little slower usually on price increases. So if Capella doesn't play, Jokic could crush in this spot. So, you know, just kind of Capella does play, Jokic could still crush. <laughs> that is true. So, um, and I, I like Will Barton. We know Houston gives up a lot of three pointers. So, um, Will Barton, a guy that will definitely chuck on the Houston side. It really, honestly, it's all going to depend on if Harden and if Harden and Capella play, if Capella plays, you know, obviously that takes some value away from like Harstein and these guys that have been playing minutes. Um, if Harden sits like Westbrook, obviously becomes one of the best plays on the slates. Um, what do you like here for Houston? Yeah, I mean, you basically said it. Westbrook, if Harden sits, he's going to get up all the usage in the world and should end up crushing even in a tough matchup versus Denver, which historically in the past, I think he's done well against Denver when he was playing pretty much without another superstar. So Westbrook is a guy that you almost have to lock and load on the slate if Harden ends up missing, and especially if Capella ends up missing because he'll get a little increase in boards there too. Capella's out, like we can take a shot at Hardenstein. Harden's out, obviously an uptick to house, but we'd really just have to wait on this news here and figure out what's going to go on. The first game's on the slate, so we'll know beforehand, but it's hard to break down at this point. But if Harden and Capella are out, just so much of these ancillary guys end up opening up as massive value plays. Yeah, and if Harden sits, I think you could take shots on Eric Gordon. Um, He came back and played 22 minutes, not the greatest, but – if, he, if Harden's out, maybe he plays 26, 27 minutes here at 4,700. Um, he could definitely get the job done at that price point. So, All right, last game on the slate. We got Dallas at OKC taking on the Thunder. Luka is questionable. Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. Gallinari is questionable. And Schroeder is questionable. Luckily, like these games start so early that we should have a lot of news um, around 5, 530 Eastern tomorrow. Um, let's start here with Dallas. If Luka doesn't play, Porzingis is the best play on the slate. Well, 
maybe Westbrook is the best play, but it's between those two guys, I think. Um, Porzingis but if you way... consider Price, though, like you're yeah. obviously going to probably play both of them. Yeah, I mean, Porzingis is pretty much a lock and load here at 7,800. With Luka, we know that he's almost like guaranteed to get close to 50, if not more than 50 here. So Porzingis becomes one of the best plays on the slate. If Luka does play, he's still Luka. A little bit priced up, but I guess it depends on if you're going to have the money based on the other injuries here. But Luka still still has a chance at 80 in any given matchup here, and price tag is high, but there might be a lot of value on this slate. If Luka sits, we probably are looking at like – Seth Curry, Brunson, DeLon Wright. Like Brunson sitting there at 3,600 seems a bit too low priced and it's probably going to be a lock and load. Am I wrong? Yeah, him and, and Wright. Like Wright's been a guy that's been crushing in limited minutes. If he, if Luca's out, like he could get some extra minutes here and really crush. So um, Brunson and, and even Curry, those guys are all um, really interesting. If, if we get news that Luca sits, Brunson was absolutely crushing when Luca was out. And if, like, Hardaway sits too, like, you could probably play both of those guys. Yep. And you throw in Seth Curry. Yeah, like, you know, you can make a group of three of those guys and play two on every team if Luca and Hardaway sit. Yeah. A lot of Dallas exposure if those guys sit. Um, Obviously, like, you know, Schroeder potentially missing this game could be big news here for the Thunder. Gallinari missing this game could be big news for the Thunder. Um, but, you know, obviously I think you, you have to start with, like, Chris Paul and SGA here, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not the greatest matchup in the world for him, but both these guys have been on a tear recently. They're playing high 30s minutes. If Schroeder and Gallinari are both out, then it means a slight uptick in minutes and an uptick in usage here for both those guys. I don't know if it really means that much for Adams, but – I don't think Adams really makes the cut for me on the slate regardless just because of all the other plays. Maybe if everyone ends up playing, we don't have any injury. All the injury news falls on one side. Maybe we can look at Adams, but probably not. Sure, if he ends up playing, not the worst idea in the world. Obviously, I have some upside at 6,500, but again, largely based on who else ends up playing in a vacuum. He's not a bad play at 6,500, but based on everything else, it could be a terrible play if he ends up playing. Outside of them, probably – Probably not going with anyone else. Is there anyone like of the value plays of Schroeder and Gallinari misses? Like, I don't really want to play any of these other guys. Basically, um, yeah, he, he's got he he's a guy that's a shooter, so like he'll shoot. So he yeah, he's but he's forty two hundred. They gave him a price increase. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. You I can play, guess you can play like Turd that. Ferguson, who will play thirty five minutes and score four fantasy points. Yeah, well, he's not doing my name. Well, he actually is doing my name well because Turd <laughs> yeah. Ferguson puts up a turd every night. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I guess Baisley's in play, but yeah, I'm not. Guys, don't play Turd Ferguson unless yeah, you don't... just want to pay homage to me. Yeah, like, obviously there's a lot of better value plays today. So let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use the four-game main slate. Um, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Oh, gosh. So tough with all the injuries. Um Gosh, I'm going Brunson. Just hoping Luca doesn't play. Yeah, obviously, he, if Luca plays, you're not playing Brunson. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Kai Bowman, assuming that he plays with the sickness at 3100. I think he could easily 7x if he plays. Um, over 8k to go under 5x. Probably. <laughs> 
It's either Van Vliet or Lowry. Um, I'll go Lowry just because he's slightly more expensive. One of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. I'm going to go Van Vliet. Maybe they both get 5X and just don't 6X. Who knows? But definitely two of my least favorite plays. Um, favorite 6X play, who do you got? guess I'm going to go under the assumption Harden doesn't play and go Westbrook. Actually, no. I'll just double down either when pretty much all of them or none of them. I'm going to go with Porzingis in case Luka doesn't play. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I already pretty much said it. I like LaMarcus Aldridge to go 6X today. I uh, love this spot for him. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. I guess it's going to be Seth Curry if Luca doesn't play. I mean, there's not really a real weird one. We kind of know where things are going to go and once we get injury news. Yeah, give me Marquise Chris. My favorite. My favorite five fantasy points or bust every day. Um, all right, game selection question, Grant. What are you looking at today? Pick and roll on fantasy draft. I mean, I don't like the two-game slate. I don't like the three-game slate. If you want to go with the four-game slate there, <laughs> fantasy draft is still my favorite one. All right. Um, I'm going to go cash game today. The $25 single entry, they have $5. They have $10 single entries. Over there on DraftKings, ton of single entry double ups um you know i I like these tournaments over over two thousand people in the five dollar under you know the 13 percent rake stinks um but i would much rather play the single entry double ups than all these other ones so um definitely like these like i said there's five there's 25 there's 10 i'm just kind of scrolling there's a bunch of single entry double ups so we're going to double up heading into the new year. Um, there's only one game that has an actual total posted right now. So for the second straight day, we're going to skip um, over under game. Um, and yeah. yeah. Great. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm going to go eat ice cream sandwiches and a bubble bath and pass out and hope I'm alive in the morning. <laughs> well, we all hope you feel better. Um, we will have a podcast for new year's day slate. Um, it'll be a four game slate and I'll be doing that solo. So there will be a podcast for Wednesday slates. Um, hope everyone enjoys new year's Eve. Um, enjoy it. And, uh, we'll see you guys new year's day, 2020 last podcast of the decade. Grant, appreciate you joining us. Good luck in your contest. And we'll see you then. Hey kids. <laughs>